Welcome to Blood Moon Milk, the astrology podcast that comes out every new and full moon to help guide you on your mindful meditation and manifestation journey. I'm your host, Aurora, and this episode is all about the new moon in Pisces, which occurs March 6th, 2019. We're going to kick things off today with Dreamin' by Blondie, because Pisces is all about those big dreams. We'll be right back with the rest of the show. and planting seeds. You can look forward to growing your intentions over the coming months and see the fruits of your labors ripen around the time of the full moon that corresponds with the sign. In this case, it's the sign of Pisces. The new moon in Pisces is the dreamiest of signs and times. It's the perfect time of year to spend a little extra time alone being quiet, and listening to your dreams, because a month from now, when the new moon in Aries rolls around, you're really going to want to be ready to go for it as far as putting your plans in action goes. Spend a little extra time in bed during the mornings to write your dreams down, and they don't have to be actual night visions that you spend time connecting with. 
but if they are, all the better. It might not be until much, much later that themes start to emerge and you can start to take a step back and put together larger pieces of the puzzle. Maybe you'll start doing some astral traveling and begin to remember past lives, or maybe you'll have a dream that inspires a new creative project. Just take notice of whatever it is that bubbles up and what excites you. Don't be afraid to dream big. Big dreams can turn into a reality, but try to stay grounded and you can do both of these things by starting with small steps towards your goals. But before you set off on your journey, which is what Aries is all about, you might want to know which direction to walk in. You might want to spend time really connecting with and searching for whatever it is that thing is that really lights your fire and inspires you. Even if you don't end up where you thought you were going to go, it's important to take account of what inspires you so you can point yourself in that direction. Usually, when we ask ourselves enough questions about what it is that really attracts us and why, we wind up chasing or identifying a feeling that speaks to us. And if we can align ourselves with that feeling and chasing that feeling and embodying that feeling, we are all the more closer to aligning ourselves with that reality through our dreams. So with that being said, let's talk about Pisces. Pisces is the 12th sign of the Zodiac. It's a mutable sign and it's the most advanced of the water triad, which also includes Cancer and Scorpio. It's ruled by Neptune and Jupiter And as a result, Pisces are the master manifestors of the Zodiac. While Pisces is the 14th largest constellation in the sky, its stars are relatively faint. So this is one more reason why Pisces feels intangible in quality to us. In Greek mythology, Neptune, also known as Poseidon, was brothers with Jupiter, also known as Zeus. So when these two powerhouses get together, of course, wonderful things can happen. But let's take a deeper look at what Neptune's energy is like. Neptune was commonly portrayed in mythology as a violent and ill-tempered character. In his own way, he represented the temple bestuous nature of ocean waters, and very much like the ocean, displayed a destructive nature. His character even led to designs upon Jupiter's position as king of the gods, and at one point he attempted to overthrow his own brother with the help of Juno and Minerva, although he ended up failing in his task. So much like the seas are tempestuous, they're also abundant with life, When was the last time you went to the beach? It's one of the few places on the planet you can just walk up to and witness wildlife. Not only are seabirds evidence of schools of fish swimming beneath the surface, but you can see the skeletons of life that's run its course on the shores in the form of seashells. Seashells are tangible proof and evidence of all the abundance that just lies beneath the surface and that which we cannot see. And that's really what Pisces is all about. Neptune, which after Jupiter has the largest gravitational pull in our solar system, you can imagine the implications of this planetary energy in manifesting purposes. Neptune rules all things that are possible, 
but yet intangible. So dreams, schemes, illusions, delusions, and yes, even magic. It also rules drugs, both those that are used recreationally and for the healing arts. Neptune takes 165 years to travel around the Zodiac just once, spending roughly 14 years in each sign. It's a generational planet that has its own signifiers in relation to how it transits personal planets and natal charts. Similar to how Uranus is considered the higher octave of Mercury, Neptune is considered to be the higher octave of Venus. Depending on how Neptune is situated in your chart, it can also open up doors to clairvoyant powers. It's a pretty interesting planetary body to work with, especially since it's a generational planet. Oftentimes in astrology reports and charts, people will say that Neptune is representative of how somebody views a generation or what their personal planet's aspect to it. It's more about a group of people versus the individual. However, it's when these personal planets like Mars, Venus, and Mercury, and your sun and the moon aspect Neptune that you get more insight into those clairvoyant powers. Because Neptune is also the ruler of anything that is unseen and intangible, this also plays into rumors. So when we see uh, large social rumors being spread, look at what's going on with Neptune. And also look at who is spreading the rumors and who has something to gain. Because that too is Neptunian in character. So now that we know a little bit more about Neptune, let's do a rundown of the high vibes and the low vibes of Pisces. On the high side, Pisces are super compassionate, gentle, and really wise. And a lot of times they do have humanitarian efforts in mind. They go out of their way to take care of others less fortunate and can be really, really like powerful, powerful manifestors. Um, I mean, some of the Pisces I, I know and ha- I, I'm just blown away. Um, frankly, they put their mind to doing something and uh, most people would laugh at whatever it is that they decided to do. But lo and behold, they figure out a way to do it. And usually with such grace and such aplomb that I'm just in awe. I love Pisces energy. But on the low side... And everybody has a low vibrational aspect, and this isn't to pick on anybody. Um, but Pisces really like to be alone, and they love to sleep. Um, this comes in as a tool but it, to help them identify with their dreams, but it can also lead to sleeping too much. Um, they are also kind of fearful sometimes and perhaps overly trusting Um, this comes from Jupiter, I think a little bit, people who have Jupiter factoring strongly in their charts. And since like we were talking about Neptune, but Jupiter is a secondary ruler of Pisces, um, Jupiter, Jupiterian people are really optimistic in their thought. And it's just that they would never think that somebody is out to get them or to hurt them. Um, so they can be a little naive, um, they're 
also kind of big on escaping reality when things aren't going their way. Um, so just as easily as they can manifest magic and beautiful, wonderful things, they can also kind of manifest really terrible things. Um, it's just sort of up to how they're directing their energy. And lastly, but not least, we know they like to gossip and we know that they can either uh, have social designs on situations and will take advantage of someone else's downfall. Um, but ultimately, that's not in their highest and best interest. With that being said, let's take a quick music break. This is Fleetwood Mac off the album Rumors with the song Dreams.
So I've got a couple quick plugs for you and a podcast update kind of. Um, first of all, I guess we should start with the update because it makes sense to. Um, so season one is pretty much winding down. This is the second to the last episode. And I've really, really been thinking about what it is I'm going to do for season two and beyond. Um, and for those of you who listen to podcasts and follow me on social media, uh, you know that I took a little break to go down south to Nicaragua, which um, it's kind of like a, a soul renewal and um, place for meditation and a little bit of partying and just kind of getting in touch with myself away from the rest of the world and the expectations of my daily life. Um, and honestly, I've been taking this trip for a couple of years now. And every time I come back from this trip, I come back bursting with ideas and uh, things to do. And this podcast was the product of last year's trip. And so this is me putting my my advice into practice, if you will. Um, so... What I've decided I want to do for season two, which I hope and would love your feedback on, um, if you like my idea, please reach out to me and let me know, because uh, it's we're going to be changing things up for season two and season three. Um, it's still going to be astrology-based, but I'm going to be bringing a whole new element to the game. And here's my idea. Season three, I know exactly what it's going to be. And it's going to be available for you by this Christmas uh, in the form of a book. I'll still be doing the podcast, but the podcast won't be as involved um, because this year, basically during season two, I'm going to be writing a workbook, which will last from January 1st till December 31st of 2020. It'll have all the astrological transits, uh, cues for mindfulness and meditation, as, as well as, and here's the idea for season two, recipes, because I feel like that is the last element that blood moon milk just isn't really hitting on right now. But for total mind, body, spirit, wellness, you really have to think about the food you're putting in your body too. So um, season two is going to be kind of food oriented and very, very specifically one kind of food. And there's going to be other recipes as well, but the focus is going to be on chocolate. That's right, chocolate. I'm going to be making a recipe and selling chocolate that is based on the astrological transits of each sign. There you go. That's the big announcement for season two. And season three will be a book. The podcast is still going to happen, but I really, really want you to be able to put this stuff into practice on a daily, day-to-day, -day, like, planner kind of thing. And so I've already started writing it. I outlined it on my trip and I would like to spend a little less time behind the microphone this year and really focusing on writing that book so that next year when that book comes out at Christmas and it'll be available for purchase by then, um, 
I can then come back to the microphone in a little bit more of a focused way. And you have a workbook to assist you with all those things that uh, people have been saying they've been wanting one of these. So that's what I'm going to do. This year is going to be about writing recipes and the astrology podcasts are still going to come out. I'll still suggest playlists for you to listen to, but that is my big epiphany. And I feel like it's more than appropriate for me to share this with you during the Pisces new moon uh, episode, because this is my dream and it's not yet reality, but I'm sharing it with you so that maybe you can get excited and help me make it a reality. So I'm going to put a list up and a form for pre-orders of the book. Um, I don't know exactly when they'll be available, but I know they'll be out by Christmas one form or another. Um, I'm going to have to figure out some of those details, but there's time for that. And um, season two is going to be all about chocolate and I'm going to be doing artist markets and you can pop in and say hey and pick up some chocolate that's going to be pretty delicious. And I'm working with some people in Nicaragua to get single origin organic chocolate and it's going to be fucking delicious. So uh, get really, really excited. And uh, with that being said, I've got a workshop in Brooklyn on the summer solstice. So we'll be talking about astrology for the soul. And I'm sure that I'll have chocolate there. And uh, so if you're in the New York area, then... Um, hit me up. I will direct you. There's a link on the uh, link in bio on Instagram to that workshop so you can get your ticket early. And also the best way to keep in touch with what's going on every month with Blood Moon Milk is the newsletter. So go over to the website, bloodmoonmilk.com and sign up for that newsletter so you can stay in the loop. And get excited for the book because I think the book is going to be the thing that really sustains the podcast into the future indefinitely for the long term. So uh, do me a solid, pre-order it. Let me know that you care and that you're excited. I'm thinking that the price point is going to be right around $50 to $52, uh, so less than or right at a dollar a week for the whole year. Um, so 52 weeks in a year, dollar a week, $52. And um, I'll, I'll figure out the rest of the details as they present themselves, but it's going to be awesome. All right. Thanks for listening. And let's get back to the rest of the show and uh, crystals, chakras, and questions for mindfulness, meditation, and manifestation. So as far as chakras go for Pisces, a lot of people and resources that I've seen say that the solar plexus chakra, which is it's very much aligned with Jupiter, is aligned with Pisces. And I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily disagree. However, I think that Neptune's more cosmic and, uh, I mean, all the planets are cosmic. Forgive me that, but the more ethereal qualities that Neptune has are really more aligned with your crown chakra and being in touch and aligned with the powers of the universe. So I'm going to focus on a stone that connects the two. And for me, the stone that comes to mind the most is clear apophyllite. 
And sometimes these get confused for quartz crystals because they're clear, but they're not. They're very, very different, and the energy is different too. Clear apophyllite's excellent at attuning to the ethereal energies of the universe so that you are in line and aligned with universal vibrational white light energy so that you're vibrating at your highest frequency level, putting out the highest vibes. You're not making those rumors. You're aligned with your highest and best purpose for all in all concerned when you're using this crystal correctly. It's a master crown chakra activator, which is exactly what Pisces needs so it's not falling into those bad habits. So with your chakras, you can tune up and tune in and use that apophyllite to ask yourself these questions for mindfulness, meditation, and manifestation. What is it that you've been dreaming about? Because Neptune rules Pisces and it's all about illusions, let's talk a little bit about fear. What is it that you're afraid of? What is it that scares you the most? Why does it scare you the most? Really deconstruct that question for yourself and face your fears. I mean, don't like throw yourself off a cliff or anything, but realistically face your fears. What if you find out that your fears are all really just an illusion anyway? How freeing would that be? This energy is also excellent for channel working. So if that's something that you're interested in or curious about or have practiced before, I encourage you to explore that opportunity more. Um, This is great energy for accessing that power. Look for ways to be of service to others by bringing bliss. People sometimes don't realize how caught up they get in their day and they value others so, so, so much who do little things that are thoughtful for them. And I'm terrible at this. So don't be like me. Be better than me. Be you. And lastly, but definitely, definitely, definitely not least, what is it that you would do? What is it that you would feel like if you did the things that you dreamed of doing? And hold that feeling, that feeling of accomplishment, that success, that warm, lovely feeling, and try to just wear it around you like this happy pink feathery bubble that just delights all of your senses at once and walk in that. All right, everybody. I know this was a shorter episode, but I literally just got off a plane from Nicaragua at two in the morning and I sat down immediately and recorded this for all of you because I want you to have the tools to make the most of this wonderful energy that's coming our way. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. This is Dreams and Reality by Kati Pelto off the album Serenity playing you out. (laughs) 